This is 51st Dates, and I'm your host, Jolie Moore. They say that hindsight is 2020. I decided to find out if that's true. Every week, I'm going to read a chapter from my memoir, 51st Dates, and give you the backstory and commentary on what really went down. It's been two whole years since I went on these dates, and I'll be experiencing them along with you as I read. We'll find out together if my future self learned anything. I don't know if I have anything figured out, but at least we'll share some laughs along the way. Dating in Southern California is nothing if not entertaining. Ready? Strap in. Let's go. Welcome to 51st Dates. This is your host, Jolie Moore. I was thinking a little bit because I got a question on Instagram from a listener. Hi there. About what the cool girl was. And I wanted to answer that a little bit to uh, suss that out or flesh that out. And let me say this. I think that the role of the cool girl in dating is to sort of show up as this woman who is unruffled by the everyday give and take of a relationship. Um, One of the main complaints that men have, I'm not saying this is valid, but one of the complaints that they all seem to have is, you know, the crazy ex-girlfriend. And nobody wants to be that crazy ex-girlfriend. So being the cool girl means that I put up with lots of behavior with little to no pushback. You don't call me and you don't offer no explanation. I don't say anything. When you call, I say, hey, how are you? How are you doing? Um, It's that kind of thing. And I am not sure if cool girl is a adequate description of that. I think what may be more telling is maybe a girl who doesn't stand up for herself or a girl who lets men do what they want. Um, I guess, okay, what I am reading about relationships and what I'm learning is that there's a certain give and take, but in all the relationships I've had, including, you know, parenting, there was no give and take. I was told what to do or told what not to do. And I did that. So I was raised to not be ruffled. You know, my mother could spin around like a top, um, and go crazy at every little slight in the world. And I was never allowed to do that. Um, and I was married to somebody similar, you know, it would be, it could be anything. I was thinking about it today. Um, we could shop for muesli, let's say, and his favorite brand wouldn't be there and he would like lose his mind and I had to not react. I never said, Hey, that's inappropriate. (laughs) Muesli is like a low stakes game in life and you don't need to have that kind of reaction. So I was raised um, to not be ruffled by everybody else's behavior, and I carried that into dating, mainly because there were, there are, are or were portrayals of women who are running around like screaming and demanding and, you know, losing their shit over things that men do. I'm not saying that the losing their shit is not valid. 
it was just not how I was raised. It was always like, well, look at those women. They're losing their cool and that's inappropriate. If you can just keep your cool, um, it would be better. And the second part, I think uh, about that whole cool girl thing is that if I maintain my cool, then in theory, like men would stay around longer. If, you know, they can show up whatever and I don't have any pushback, then they would continue to show up now. I will say I lived a lot of years with that belief. I do not think I have that belief anymore, um, at least in my life, because what it has resulted in is a bunch of equivocal men. You know, it's like classic car guy. They don't call, they don't text, they don't write. And they show up whenever. And I'm supposed to be opening, open, welcome, welcoming, loving, whatever that is. Um, but the, you know, Thunderbolt was the same way. He would disappear for a week, two weeks, whatever period of time. And then he would text and be like, Hey, and instead of me saying, well, it seems inappropriate that you disappeared. And now you want me to continue on as if you never disappeared. I'm just going to respond back. So good to hear from you. What's going on. Um, but what that has resulted in is half-assed behavior, half-assed treatment, um, men who are not that into me, but I'm here for them anyway, breadcrumbing. I mean, you can call it what you like, but what it has led to is just fundamental mistreatment where people don't treat me fairly or nicely or even with due consideration. You know, I'm not looking for, or, okay, I was not looking for these men to, like, you know, declare their undying love and be at my doorstep, you know, with roses anytime they made a misstep. But what I was looking for was consideration, and the cool girl doesn't get consideration. So the cool girl is gone. Um, that said, I, I'm probably never going to be a screamer because I'm not that person. Um, but I think that when or if, you know, future men don't show up, then I'm going to ask, why don't you show up? And inevitably, that will result in them going away. But that is probably best for all of us. So the cool girl is gone. And the woman who needs kindness and consideration is here. And I do want to apologize for the background noise that I can't get rid of without smothering myself. Um, I'm not at my Los Angeles uh, house and uh, where I am has way more noise than I noticed. I'm kind of used to it because um, I grew up in New York City, so like car and bus noise doesn't really bother me but it doesn't make for great recording and the alternative is me being closed up in a different room um, without any air conditioning and that's not what I'm gonna do right now chapter 33 damn it you can't go back September 2 a summer away reinforced classic car guys emotional unavailability but I knew it was the same for Thunderbolt, even though I think I didn't want it to be true. So I made a pact with myself. I would not, under any circumstances, reach out to him. If he never called again, I'd brush off my hands and move on. 
I hadn't been home from my summer vacation for more than a handful of days before he texted. Thunderbolt, back in town? Me, I am, are you? Thunderbolt, indeed. The vibe we had going before was that after this, I'd cut to the chase and invite him over. Then he'd drag out some kind of reluctant response. It was emotionally exhausting to feel like I was on the chase. Plus, I was busy, so I didn't respond at all. 30 minutes later, I get another text. Thunderbolt, busy later? Me, tonight, yes, have kid. Tomorrow is free. Then I reached out on Labor Day because it was my only child-free day out of a dozen, and I wanted to see him, and I wanted to get laid. That text set off a series of fantasies in my mind. In them, he was super cool and interested in my life, how he'd pick up on all the funny and interesting threads we dropped before I left, how there would be all this amazing sex. Trust me when I say that I knew I was spinning out fantasies in my head. What I couldn't put my finger on was what in the hell was really going to be. All that chemistry from June, it had fizzled out when he showed up at my doorstep on a hot as heck night in September. I'm not sure what I wanted or expected, but it was all a paler shade of what had been. We chatted, we kissed, we did the acrobatic sex thing, and it was all just meh. It was as if all his emotional unavailability made him less attractive. It went from eight orgasms a night in June, eight, to none in September. No matter what he did, I couldn't, I didn't feel anything. What do I do with that? I've been following the Michael Steinberg method and worked up one very interesting conversation with a guy. Another had started off promising before it devolved into a conversation about his boot fetish. Pro tip, getting your fetish out front, good. Not getting to know a person before getting your fetish out there, bad. Another cute guy was just too damn young. He was the same age as classic car guy and maybe almost as immature. Nine months in, nine months of dating, and I feel like I'm back at square one. On Thursday, I was lying in bed waiting for sleep to come when I realized I missed a big social cue. I'm not sure how much therapy I'm going to need, but I'd do anything to fix not only my guy picker, but my cue reader. Did I mention that Thunderbolt got all dressed up? It only took me three days to notice that he made that kind of effort, that I immediately felt bad because I'd been a bit of an asshole. If dating was a mirror, mine wasn't showing a very kind reflection. After a half hour of debate, I decided to send a text. Me? It was good seeing you Monday night. Before I sent that, I did the thing all the mindfulness books tell you to do. Divorce yourself from the outcome. I decided I'd send a message to be nice, where maybe I hadn't been in person. He put himself out there, and I'd spun around in my head. After I hit send, I went to sleep. I woke up too. Thunderbolt, same here. There's nothing to do with that, but leave it there. I packed my weekend with dating and relationship seminar, theater and drinks with mom friends. If he texted, then of course I'd say yes. Otherwise, I'd let it ride. Wow. Um, I don't, okay. I sort of remember that. Actually, I remember it quite well. Um, but I left out something, which to me I thought was already in there and written down, but apparently not. So, like, that that like first weekend in September or whatever was really sort of he was so weird but he's always so weird I swear to God he's got like it's like the man with a thousand faces you know 84 of them don't have confidence (laughs) 16 of them are an asshole um sorry those proportions are off okay forget math 
Okay, so he came over. I remember that. I remember he was wearing like a button-down long sleeve shirt. So in like LA County, or at least Southern California, probably excluding San Diego, September is the hottest month. I absolutely hate September in Southern California because it's like 80s or 90s for like weeks before it mellows out to like regular 70s weather. Um, Maybe August is like that too. I haven't been there in years, but September, oh, it's horrible. And um, so let's just say it's probably like 90 degrees um, that day. So he shows up to my house in like a long sleeve button down shirt, like actually buttoned with the sleeves down. And like, I don't know, like dress pants? I can't even remember. And I all I could think of when he walked in the door, I looked at him and go, okay, you know, it's hot outside, right? Like, are you hot? And he's like, no, I'm fine. I'm like, but it's like really hot outside. I'm surprised you're wearing so many clothes. He's like, no, I am fine. Um, and I didn't say anything else after that. Or maybe I did because I'm that kind of person. I mean, I have air conditioning. I mean, we're not like living in a world with like out air conditioning. And I don't remember if he had that car yet and drove. Oh, gosh, I actually don't remember anything about that. So, um so he comes in and we're like standing around in the kitchen. I don't know. Getting, I was getting water. Who, who knows? And he walks over and like hugs me, but we're not like huggy people. And I was like, what is going on? Like, you know, in my head, I was just like, I was standing with a stove and I was like, it was so awkward that, so we have like the clothes he's wearing even though it's like a bazillion degrees and he's trying to hug me and then he walks over and like it's, it's a kitchen I don't know he like is standing by like the counter or like the sink or something and he looks at me and he goes you know I have a really hard time being in the same room with you without wanting to like kiss you or touch you at which point I said nothing because it was so surprising to hear him say anything that reflected anything that went on in his head that I was like, huh. So, um, that, but it was weird. It was weird. I I don't know. It was maybe time away. Like I can't, always put my finger on it let me say this every time like there's a break in in with this guy and then I would see him in the end my therapist would be like is he finally less attractive to you and she doesn't quite say it that way but I think she's under the impression that as I grow and change his behavior will become less attractive and therefore he will become less attractive to me and so when he first walked in the door I was like this guy um but like there's this other thing I think that humans do, which is I think how long-term marriages work, where you sort of don't necessarily 100% see the person who's standing in front of you, but you see like not only that person, but like the person you met and it like sort of morphs like into this like sort of person that is a collection of whom you've seen over time and the way I've seen this work with my brain is with college friends like I'll see my college friends and in my head they look like 17 to 22 or whatever and then like later I'll look at a picture of us that we'll have taken in our 40s and I'm like these are two 40 year old women sitting in a bar these are not two 20 year old women sitting in a bar but it's only when I see the picture that I see like their true age but when I'm looking at them 
it's just a collection of who I have known them to be over time. So when Thunderbolt first walked in the door that time, and subsequently that's been the case too, I look at him and I go, okay, this guy? You know, I'm like, I don't know if I date this guy, if I just met this guy. But then he talks and then he says something funny or endearing or whatever. And I'm like, oh, this guy. Um, and um, he takes a really good picture, by the way. Like, I have a friend um, who's like an Instagram influencer. And um, I knew her well before that. And I remember her taking a class in how to pose for pictures. And I thought, okay, she's not even an actress, but okay, like in LA, it's a thing that people do in like media training and stuff. And I get it. Um, I didn't know why she was doing it as she was not an actress. Um, and this is before Instagram. So I, I didn't think a lot of it, but now that she's an Instagram influencer and I look at all of the pictures that she takes, she like poses super well. And once we were in some restaurant and I don't know what she was going to promo. Who knows? It didn't matter. And she was like, okay, we need to take a picture. So she gets some like waiter or guy at the restaurant to take a picture. And later she texted it to me and I was like, oh my God, she looks spectacular. And I look just like I'm standing a deer as a deer in headlights. So all that said, I don't know if Thunderbolt did media training, but he takes a really good photo. So sometimes I have like photos on my phone. It's not that many. I think he sent me like one once. Um, a photo of him and he looks great in a photo, but in real life, it's sort of like a, a different sort of version. Or maybe it's his facial expression. Maybe it's how he holds himself. Like I have a lot of thoughts about it. Anyway, <sighs> this guy. So there are many, many, many times um, that I should probably not have been involved in this kind of thing with this guy, but I was, <laughs> and uh, this was not the last time I saw him. So interestingly, um, it's the same time of year, um, except school starts a week early now because um, Labor Day is so late, but, and I find myself in a similar situation. Oh, wait, let me go back. I meant, I meant to mention that um, I decided to go out um, to like a, I don't know, it wasn't even like a singles mixer. It's just like a general like mixer for people who are out of town and the people who love them. So um, I went to this mixer at a bar like on the other side of town where I normally don't travel. Um, because it's full of young people in bars. Um, and post-COVID, I actually have no idea what's going on over there. But um, I was on Facebook, and somebody's like, we're having a mixer, and they haven't had one since 2019. I was like, oh, you know what? I'll go to the mixer. So I, like, pull myself together, um, talk myself into it, like, you know, at 8.30 at night when I'm leaving, and I'm thinking, you know, I could just go to bed. <laughs> like, nobody would be, like, none the wiser if I just went to bed. But I went to a mixer. So... At the mixer, I met this guy because I'm that person. So when I got there, there was maybe like 50 or 60 people. When I left, maybe there were like 200 people. Um, and because, you know, whatever. So I like spent two or three hours there, maybe longer, talking to a bunch of people, but I spent a majority of time talking to this one guy. And I was like, oh, you seem so normal. Like, 
there's no weird push-pull, you're not like flirty, you're not weird or whatever. And um, I got back and I was like, this is like the best conversation I've had with somebody I've met organically in a long time, you know, let's get together again. And we will um, in a couple days, whatever. But because he's an adult and he has a job and he has stuff to do. Um, but what was interesting is that I was talking to somebody about it and it came up and she's like, what have you been doing? And I was like, oh, I've been going out to do stuff. And I, I met this guy and she was like, oh, and I was like, oh yeah, you know, he's completely normal or whatever. I said, but you know, he's just like in the friend zone or whatever. And she looks at me and she's like, why? And I was like, oh, you know, he's not my type. And, um, she looked at me and she didn't say anything. Um, so Thunderbolt is my type. Like, you know, I've discussed this before. Like he walked in and it was like he walked out of like the fantasies I've had of what a guy would be. And, but comes with like the emotional unavailability. Um, and then I met a guy who seemed perfectly normal. Um, in subsequent conversations, he has not been crazy. Um, we're going to go to dinner tomorrow. So who knows? But this is, that's after this goes up. Um, so if it goes well, maybe I'll report back. But I, um, (laughs) so she was like, he's not your type. And I thought about it, like maybe the reason the conversation was entirely comfortable was because I was actually had zero interest in dating him. I was just like talking to people because COVID and I haven't been out of my house. And it was so great to like have conversations with human beings that I don't know outside of my house. Um, but we have a lot, have had, had a lot in common. And, um, when I was thinking about type and I realized that that's a thing and I might have to like step away from it, not yet ready, um, which shows my level of maturity. I was trying to think about like, cause we were texting yesterday or emailing about like restaurants or whatever. And I was like, Oh, I don't think, I hope he doesn't think it's a date. Like I had not like thought about it from his end because once I had like dismissed that I haven't thought about it since um and I guess I'll I'll go tomorrow and I'll find out um because there's nothing like you know going to find out um but I couldn't I I would never say out loud but like I guess I'm going to say out loud like when she said something she didn't ask again about the type but I was thinking to myself there's like nothing wrong with him. Like he's like fit. He's in shape. He's actually probably not that tall, but he's probably the same height as Thunderbolt. Um, but he does this thing that I hate and he shaves his head and I hate men who I think are balding, I guess. I, it was like, because people are taller than me, I can't always see the top of their head. So I'm not quite clear about why they're shaving their head, but he had shaved his head. And I'm always like, why do people do that? <laughs> like, it's not a thing I like. I, a lot of people do like it and bully for you, but it's not my thing. I like long hair. And the absolute opposite of long hair is shave my head. Now, I hear myself. I like the guys with long hair, but they're emotionally unavailable and a bit nuts. Met a guy who's perfectly lovely and delightful with a shaved head, and I'm like, I don't know. Um, so... I, I, I am not unaware of my foibles. And with that, I will leave you. Um, I usually record on Sunday, but I think I was biking on Sunday. And then 
I don't even know what I did, but I was too tired to do this. So I'm recording on Tuesday and this goes up on Wednesday. So uh, it all has to be edited and ready for you. Um, Thanks as always so much for listening. Um, If you want to rate and review, I'd appreciate it if you have questions. because I'm going to answer some going forward. You can slide into my DMs as other listeners have. Thanks so much. I'm Jolie Moore, and this has been 51st Dates, the podcast. If you enjoyed listening, I hope you'll share, rate, and review it on Apple Podcasts. It will help others find the craziness that is dating in Southern California. Also, please hit the subscribe button on your podcast app. If you'd like to read ahead, my memoir, 51st Dates, is available wherever books are sold. A link is always included in the show notes. I'm also a romance writer. If you want to know more about my books, please visit joliemore.com for more information. You can also follow me on Instagram at xojoliemore and on all social media at the same handle, xojoliemore. Thanks for listening, and I'll be in your ears next week.